0: Welcome everybody to the V.O. Median, episode 4. My name is Javier Torres and I'm your host here at the V.O. Median, a midlifer's journey into the craft of voiceover. Today I'm sharing with you the seven virtues of a professional voiceover artist and why humility saved my life. There are seven virtues which help you get ahead on this business. They may sound obvious, but according to one of my mentors, Claudia Garzon, whose opinion I highly regard and take to heart, since she's been doing this sort of work for thirty years and still going strong. If more aspiring voice artists would take them to heart, they would help greatly with her continuity within the industry. Here are the seven virtues you should aspire to. There are others, but these are time-tested and hold true today as they did 30 years ago when Claudia began her stellar career one you must be an effective multi-skilled voice artist capable of moving from style to style smoothly and efficiently and here are the styles you will be asked to perform in particular when doing commercial narration one institutional 2. Institutional friendly. 3. Punch. 4. Promo. And 5. Hard sale. Each of these styles has its nuances. Just know that getting really good at moving up and down this style list will make you a voice artist with a unique skill set which is very much in demand. The next virtue is learn to move emotion or emotions. In the end, What is it that we, as voice artists, need to accomplish? Sell a product or service through the use of our voice, right? And for those of us who hate sales, uh, my suggestion, guys, is that you get over this quickly. Your voice is the final cog in a long list of activities that have one thing in mind. Get a certain product or service in the hands of a target audience. Sales are emotions, in motion. Your talent, among many other factors, should be able to stir emotions at very deep personal levels with your employer's target audience so as to make whatever message you have been hired to do powerful enough to make an unforgettable memory an experience so that the people listening to you will buy that product or service. Next virtue is acquire excellent enunciation skills. Every time I watch a movie by Anthony Hopkins, I'm amazed by his enunciation. Even when he brings his voice down to nearly a whisper, you can understand everything he is saying. Add to that a masterful use of emotions. Remember Dr. Hannibal Lecter? Clarice? And you have an Oscar-winning performance, for sure. Not to mention one of the scariest villains of all time. Enunciation, guys, is the ship upon which your words will travel to reach your listeners on the other side of the shore. Without it, no message, regardless of how much emotion you convey, will never achieve its objective. Credibility. As voice artists, the hard work really comes in additioning. And once we get that shot to perform, the opportunities to shine are normally limited to a couple of takes, two or three at most. My mentors agree that one of the biggest mistakes by aspiring voice artists starting out is that they are not congruent with their demo production and the actual moment where they have to record in the booth. They are so anxious to start making money and get in front of the microphone that in their excitement, I guess, to get behind the mic for this or that commercial, they create demos with professional resources, certainly, which make a great first impression, But unfortunately, when the voice does not match the demo in real settings uh, behind the booth during the recording, over and over, these aspiring voice artists' credibility are completely shot down. Voice acting is a patience game. You have to be in it for the long haul, and you must train and build your skills first. But, Javier, how long will it take? Well as long as it needs to, for you to be ready to offer the world your voice professionally. And how will you know when you're ready? You don't. It's presumptuous and risky to go at it alone. You need another established professional, one who's been there already, to tell you if you are ready. In other words, a coach. He or she will tell you if you're ready or not. Not before. Your credibility is worth its weight in gold. Treat it as such and practice patience. Next virtue. Flexibility. By the time you read this, hopefully I will have some first-hand experience in a recording booth doing some project which I will be paid for, earning me the title of a professional voice artist. And once done, I will be able to share my experience with you in regards to what challenges and obstacles were met during that experience. In the meantime, you have the support and uh, experience of my mentors, of which so far and up to now in my uh, course, my six-month course, uh, add up to seven mentors offering tons of experience and tons of knowledge, and which all agree on one virtue that reigns above many others, with perhaps the exception of humility. More on that a bit later. The virtue they are talking about, guys, is flexibility. The booth is an exciting and at times scary place, they tell me. You as a voice artist become a receptor of your director's instructions, which can come to you somewhere from left field unexpectedly and without warning. As someone who has recently taken to the game of baseball, particularly during lockdown, I like to think of the voice artist in the recording booth as the catcher. Now, all baseball players have specialized skill sets, but it's the catcher that most, if not nearly all players will agree, that is the one with the most skills at catching unexpected throws from the pitcher's bag of tricks. Yes, they give hand signals and all this, but what about those curveballs or highballs that are unexpected? The catchers, you guessed it, catch them all, regardless. This is also while taking instructions from the head coach located in the dugout, all the while keeping an eye for any adversary players trying to steal bases and bring the run home. No small feat. And in many ways, this is also us. We are literally catchers in a sound booth. We have to be skilled and savvy enough to catch any curve, knuckle or fastballs our directors decide to throw at us. While this is happening, our focus needs to be on the message we are hired to convey through our voice, while administering our energy to successfully deliver the message, all the while keeping a cool head for taking directions from the director. We need to be flexible, guys. No small feat next virtue attitude as i'm writing these words in the background i have music playing the purpose of the amendment a song from the movie lincoln composed by the great john williams now here's a man referring to the latter whose incredible resume in creating some of the most iconic movie scores could justify an attitude if you're going to achieve excellence in big things You developed the habit in little matters. Excellence is not an exception, it is a prevailing attitude. Now, I use this quote because of the source. The man who came up with it knows a thing or two about excellence and having a prevailing attitude. Colin Powell proved it during the liberation of Kuwait. Attitude can be flaunted and can be as blunt as a hammer. Just think of Johnny Depp. Or as quiet and deeply impactful as that of John Williams. Now, I don't care what anyone says. Composing the Duel of the Fates from Star Wars 1, The Phantom Menace, possibly one of the most powerful and iconic scores of that movie, and, in fact, the franchise proves you have to be supremely talented and capable of projecting powerful emotions of epic proportions to millions of viewers around the world. And to me, (laughs) that attitude, guys, is totally badass, even though it may not be as blunt and direct as Johnny Depp's. So which to practice? Well, guys, that's entirely up to you. But always remember, your attitude in life will determine your altitude in life as well. Or, as the extraordinary Victor Frankl once said, everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. We come to it. Humility. Quick story. And why humility, as mentioned in the title, saved my life, literally. I love board sports. Skateboarding, windsurfing, bodyboarding, surfing, etc. I used to practice the third, bodyboarding. Now, not to boast, but when I say practice, I mean taking off in really large waves. Living in Mexico for most of my teen and adult life gave me access to the Pacific Coast, and to one spot in particular and known for its huge, gnarly waves, Puerto Escondido. In Hawaii, you have the Banzai Pipeline. In Mexico, we have the Mexican Pipeline. And it's just as heavy and dangerous as its Hawaiian counterpart. And one would think that that a sandy bottom would make the terrifying experience of quote-unquote going over the falls less forgiving than wiping out on coral reef. It's not. In fact, it's comparable to falling on hard concrete, with tons of seawater crashing over you, remember, seawater is substantially heavier than regular water, and going through a ridiculously violent rinse cycle. That's what you face every time you paddle out on this spot. Now they say fortune favors the prepared mind. so having taken the time to study the break before even entering the water, uh, gave me the knowledge to approach the max pipe with all the respect it commands. In time, all that knowledge began to pay off. I began to actually enjoy myself, that is, and you guessed it, until I experienced my first wipeout. Having gone through one of the heaviest moments in my life and finally resurfacing after a very brief but uber violent encounter with Mother Nature, I was faced with two simple choices. And here is where all this uh, connects. Either you paddle out again or cut my losses, paddle into shore and live to boogie another day. I humbly chose the latter. That evening, as I sat by the pool bar drinking my third bottle of ice-cold Pacifico, I thought about what had just transpired a few hours ago. The stoke remained, so I had this really great high, you know, from the excitement and everything, but, you know, it was sunset, and it was perfect, you know. Uh, All this got dampened, however, after hearing that Puerto had taken its toll from another aggrandized, disrespectful surfer. Word had it that fortunately he had only broken his back on impact. Now that really brought it home for me. And never have I been so thankful for knowing my limits and not disrespecting this place and being humble. This realization has taken me a long way with my relation with the beast with Puerto Escondido. I have been back to Mech's pipe four times since then, and every time has been as accelerating, if not more, than the last. And, guys, at the very end of every session, as I gather my board and fins full of stoke, I stand there in front of the pipe, watching quietly, always in awe and humbled. Humility, it can save your life. This experience has served me well throughout my professional life, and now that I have started my career as a video artist, I'm sure it will continue to serve me well. As is the usual case with ego-oriented careers, humility can go a long way in creating long-lasting relationships with those you will be working with in and out of the sound booth. I am currently learning that the art and craft of voiceover is a never-ending road with twists and turns, where the give and take of learning and applying what has been learned is the norm, rather than the exception. Humility has also allowed me to approach established VO artists which would otherwise have rejected my requests for advice had I been arrogant or cocky or pretty much a jerk. <laughs> okay. I was going to say something else, but uh, this is a PG, so anyway. um, So, don't be disrespectful towards them and their valuable time. Be respectful, be humble, okay? And be confident, have attitude, but be humble. So, Javier, if humility is so obvious, why is there such a deficit of it, especially in our industry? You know, guys... I'm not sure I can answer that here. Perhaps it's just human nature, you know? It's up to us to set the example. My experience, surely, you know, at Puerto Escondido and all this, yeah, was a bit on the extreme uh, spectrum. But it was best learned for me this way, because I put what I learned into immediate action. So here's the concept. Be humble and be respectful. It won't kill you. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to, uh, to the end. This was a short one. Um, uh, I hope you liked it. If you did, please subscribe uh, to the VO Median podcast. And if you uh, can share this uh, or wish to share it with someone who you think could benefit, invite them to uh, subscribe as well. I will be adding yet more episodes in the coming weeks. And I hope that uh, you will uh, come back to listen. To more of my uh, journey, my experiences in this incredible craft and uh, business of voiceover. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in a few weeks here at the Video Medium episode.